river. Here comes an interstate. One time I heard, and another airplane flew under us. That seemed a little close. Somebody call up there and tell the pilot. I might need to get up there and help him. That was a little little close. You see all those things from way up yonder. Now think about reckon what God sees. Reckon what he's looking at. That's striking me just right. Well, I got thinking about a God that can see. You see, they make these little old trinket gods, and they got eyes, but they can't see nothing. That's why people like them. People like to have a God that can't see what they're doing. <laughs> or that they put something over him or turn him around when they're going to mess up. But you know what the Bible tells me in the book of Proverbs? The eyes of the Lord search to and fro, beholding the good and the evil. So God's a-looking. God's a-seeing. I wonder what he sees. Well, I started thinking about that a little bit, praying about it. And I can honestly say that this message I'm preaching came from heaven. Because I was at 36,000 feet when I outlined this, setting my tray table out. First of all, I began to think about how he sees our situation. Did you know when God sees this earth, I believe he sees a creation, something he created, but it's been ruined by sin. It's been ruined. Uh, You don't realize how good we've got it right here in western North Carolina. And I mean, we saw a lot of pretty places on our vacation and we had a good time. But but for the most part, the, the whole western end of this country is godless. There's no God, there's no churches, and, and nothing, nothing like what we've got here. And boy, I saw out there all the homelessness. You'd be riding down the road, and there'd just be people that run out in the road and talking to people that wasn't there and pitching a fit. It was an education for my kids. They were like, you know what that is? We could blame it on politics or we could blame it on this, but really what that is, it's one word, S-I-N. And it's ruined God's creation. When he made it, everything he made, he looked and he said, that's good, that's good, that's good, that's good. But sin came in and it ruined and destroyed God's creation. And don't you know it breaks God's heart when he looks at this world and sees what man has done with his beautiful creation. Sin. He sees our situation. Now, over the years, that's kind of got us to the place where we all want to say, like the psalmist, he said, Why do the heathen rage? Why is it that the vain get away with a vain thing? In other words, sometimes we look at what's going on and it seems like the devil's team's winning and God's team's losing. Why is God allowing this to go on? Brother Neil been preaching or teaching. Maybe he's been preaching. I don't know. Been teaching over there in the book of Genesis. And in the book of Genesis, there's a man by the name of Methuselah. Y'all know him. Oldest man in the Bible, right? You know what Methuselah's name means? Methuselah's name means when he's dead, it will come. And the day that Methuselah died, the flood came. Now let me show you something about the long-sufferingness of God. When Enoch prophetically named Methuselah, when he's dead, it will come. 
God allowed him to live the longest life of anybody that's ever lived on the planet. That's how long-suffering God is because God knew when he died the flood was coming. And so God kept Methuselah alive all them hundreds of years to give man an opportunity and to give man a chance to do different. Sometimes when you and I see the sin of this world, everywhere we were in California, gay flags are flying. On every corner is a marijuana dispensary. Can you imagine? It's the craziest thing I ever seen. We went into, in the middle of the National Forest, we went into a little old souvenir place and bought some souvenirs. And there was another uh, store next to it that had some things in it. And as we're walking up there, it said dispensary on the side. I said, reckon what they're dispensing. <laughs> you know? I don't know, maybe they're making fudge. I don't know, they're, making, they're dispensing of something. Just before we went in, I said, uh-oh, I bet this is a, a liquor, sells liquor. Well, I was wrong. Wasn't no liquor selling joint. It was a marijuana selling joint. Joints, literally. <laughs> marijuana dispensary. They're standing in line like Cheek and Chong, you know, and smoke uh, rolling out. Doritos for sale outside, you know. Guys with Doritos, $10 a bag. Crazy. I'm like, I can't believe this. Little old town we stayed in, every street, every corner's got a marijuana dispensary. I counted five in that one little town where they're dealing dope legally. Marijuana dispensaries. And it makes you want to say, God, how long can we go on like this? Now, just be honest, you've thought about that. I've thought it. I've looked at it and I've thought, bless goodness, if I was the Lord, I'd kill every one of them. I'll wipe them all off the face of the earth. But aren't you glad uh, this morning that we've got a God? He does see uh, the ruination of mankind, uh, but he's also long-suffering, not willing that any should perish, uh, but that all should come to repentance. Uh, I'm glad to report to you we've got a loving, long-suffering God. He sees his creation ruined. I got to think about this. He sees Christians, his children, and they're engaged in hatred and bitterness, apathy toward the things of God. He sees that. You know, God, the Lord emphasized two commands. He said, you ought to love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, and all your mind. The other one, he said, you ought to love your neighbor." Like yourself. That's two. Over 300 commands in the Old Testament, the Lord Jesus emphasized two. Think about Paul's ministry. Paul's ministry was spent telling people to get along, love one another, let brotherly love continue, preferring one another, forgiving one another, even as Christ Jesus forgave you. Again and again. You think about John's ministry. John again and again spent his ministry, Brother Neil, saying, love one another. Hey, get along together. And don't you know when God looks down on his creation and he sees his children fussing and fighting and not getting along, don't you know that breaks his heart. We're coming back up out of California on 
Friday. We stopped at a little Indian reservation and I stopped there to ask some directions, but the kids decided they wanted something to eat. Trey come out with a Snickers ice cream. When Reagan saw it, she said, oh, I need a Snickers ice cream. So, oh, go in there and get you one. So we went in. I picked up a couple of things. She came over to me and she said, this shows you what a jerk Trey is. He bought the last Snickers ice cream. (laughs) But he didn't say anything to me about it. She said, I guess I'll just get Twix. I said, okay. So we brought it. We got out in the car. We sat down. Reagan looked over at Trey and said, you are a jerk. <laughs> Trey said, what did I do? You got the last Snickers ice cream. He said, it most certainly was not the last Snickers ice cream. She said, oh, yeah, it was. I looked in the box. box was empty. He said, you looked in the wrong cooler. There was another cooler in the back. Well, what ensued was a fight. And here's what happened. About two or three volleys into this sibling war, Mama Bear come out and she looked around and she said, You shut up! She said, You're not ruining my last day of vacation. And they, you know what they did? They went, And we rolled in silence. (laughs) Don't you know that sometimes God looks down at us and wants to go, y'all shut up. Get along. Act like somebody. You're ruining it. You're ruining it. All he expects for us to do is just get along. Now, Over there in the Laodicean church, here's what he said. He said in the Laodicean church, the sin that's going to mark it, Billy, is that they're not going to be hot or cold. They're going to be lukewarm. So not only is their love toward mankind failed, but their love toward me has failed. He said that last day, church, they're they're just going to kind of be phoning it in, just kind of getting along to get along, kind of get by as best they can. And their love for me is going to be waxed cold. Don't you know when he sees us sitting in a church on Sunday morning and he thinks, all I've done is save that bunch from hell. All I've done is give them a great life with a great family. All I've done is made sure they had health enough this week to walk in that back door and breathe the air I gave them. And they can't even run their hand up and say, thank you, Lord. They can't even look toward heaven and say, God, you're good. God, you're great. He sees. I wonder if he cries. I wonder if it breaks his heart. Think about it. And then occasionally he sees a few of his chosen with their hands run up toward praising God. Yesterday, When we landed there in Charlotte, I said, thank you, Lord. Safe trip. On the ground. Hallelujah. Every now and again, you ought to just let yourself go. Just run your little hand up and go, Lord, you've been better to me than I deserve. And I may not be feeling no goose bumps, and I may not be feeling no uh, Holy Ghost jiggly jumps or whatever it is. 
But I can tell you right now, Lord, I've been good and you've, you've treated me better than I deserve. I know that. And I ought to be dead and in hell, but I ain't dead and in hell. And I'm saved and I'm way to heaven. And that in itself is enough for me to rub my little hands up and for you to see me praising you. He's watching. He's watching. He sees her situation. I've got to hurry. He sees her suffering. He sees her sufferings. He sees it. Exodus 3, 9. The Lord said, I've seen their afflictions. I'm watching. You know, the biggest lie the devil tells you when you're going through a hard place is that God don't care and that you're all alone. The, Lord, the, the devil loves to get people out on islands where they feel like nobody cares and they're all by themselves. And there's nobody interested. But I'm going to tell you something, regardless of what it is you're facing, the Lord not only sees you, but what he wants to do is he wants to develop you and help you to have a better relationship with him while you're facing it. I don't know what it is that you might be going through. I don't know what it is that you might be facing this morning. But I do know this. There's a God in heaven who sees and understands and knows what we're... Amen. That ought to be enough for everybody in here to shout the victory today, to know that we've got a God that sees what we're going through. He's not blind that he can't see. We've got a God that sees. Sees our sufferings. Sees our sufferings. I don't want want to spend much time there. Let me say this. I'm going to be done. What's God see? You know what he's really looking for? That's going to be strange. Well, fix to say is real strange. When God looks at his earth, you know what he's really looking for? He's looking for himself. What do you mean, preacher? Well, He's looking for his reflection. That's right here. He's going to preach. In the tabernacle over there in Exodus, when God set up the tabernacle, he laid it out, book of Leviticus. He laid out the tabernacle as a pattern house, a place where God could temporarily dwell. Then when he sent Jesus to this earth, he laid Jesus out as the perfect house. But you know what God has chosen for his permanent house? We're his permanent house. And you know when God looks at this earth, what he wants you? You know what God looks at this earth, you know what he wants to see? He wants to see his reflection. He wants to see his people acting like him and living like him and trying to serve him. When he looks at this earth, he wants to see himself. That's all God's looking for is a reflection of himself. You know what what the church is likened to? The church is likened unto the moon. The moon, we all know and understand, has no light in itself, but it reflects the light of the sun. And during the darkest of nights, the moon shines the brightest and reflects the sun and it shines during the night. That's exactly what God expects out of Concord Baptist Church. Yancey County is a dark night. This whole world is a dark night. But there is a sun shining. 